Morning Village, whether you're joining us for our online watch party or are watching via YouTube, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, if you are at the watch party, please know that you can enter into chat at any time. And we actually have a prayer team waiting for your request. So feel free to send in a private prayer request. Oh, look, it's Pastor Paul. Can you say hi to the church? Hello, church. <laughs> this is Paul. <laughs> Perfect. Yay. We miss you. So please uh, enjoy the rest of the service. Get your Bibles out. I hope you have your coffee or whatever it is that uh, is getting you through today. Um, and uh, let's worship God together. Good morning, Village. I'm Taylor, and I'm so grateful that we are able to stay connected through online church services. In a moment, we are going to sing praise to Jesus. But before that, I'm going to call us to worship with a reading from Psalm 100. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Hello everyone, it's Raina. I'm here with this week's announcement. Now last week, we had the opportunity to hear from our very own Jen Spickelmeyer, and what a blessing it was. We also let you know that her um, and Grant and the kids are gonna be returning back to Minnesota. So we have an opportunity for you today from 1 to 3 p.m. at the church to come and wave goodbye and to wish her well. Village, we want to say a big thank you for your continuous giving, your continuous generosity. Ways that you can give to Village are through PushPay, through um, mail, you can mail your check to the church, or you can drop it off to the church office. August is around the corner, and you know what that means. It's time to meet at the beach, AKA, Family Camp. It's coming up. We are still set with our dates and uh, we are getting ready and revved up, but we want you to register. If you've never gone to Family Camp before, you will have a great time, just like my granddaughter did last year. In fact, she had so much fun, she's already packed for this year. She made us buy her a suitcase last week and she packed it. So. Get your suitcase out, get it packed for family camp, because we are headed to the beach in August. For more information, go to the family camp website, um, or if you just want more information as well, it's, it's there. So go get registered, and we'll see you at the beach. Okay, everyone, that's it. Be blessed and be well. Bye. Well, good morning, village. Uh, it's great to have an opportunity to talk to you for a few minutes about some of the exciting opportunities that we have of uh, being involved here in our own community and in different parts of the world. Uh, by the way, I want to thank you for all that you're doing uh, to help so many people. Uh, obviously, this is a unique time in history, but some of the things we're going to be sharing with you are going to be opportunities that will make an impact on 
thousands of people's lives. So uh, to begin, let's start with some of the things that are happening internationally. Uh, first of all, the uh, YFC refugee support that uh, Youth for Christ is a part of, they've been seeing a great need among refugees for basic food and cleaning supplies. As we have mentioned in past weeks, Lebanon is on an extremely strict lockdown amidst COVID-19. And it has been estimated that 75% of the country needs assistance. It is extremely harsh for refugees who are largely dependent on NGOs for assistance prior to the shutdown. And now the shutdown has made it exceedingly difficult for agencies to provide help. It's in this context that YFC has invited us to partner with them in providing grocery vouchers to be used by refugees to purchase food and basic living supplies. Over the next few weeks, the YFC staff will be distributing $60 vouchers and accompany families to the store to help them purchase their goods. These are families with whom YFC staff have an ongoing relationship and whose youth are part of their outreach programs. If you would like to provide vouchers for refugee families in Lebanon, donate to the Village Disaster Relief Fund this week. A second area of ministry is the India Hindustan Bible Institute. You saw a little bit about this last week in the interview with Dr. Bobby Gupta. As you know, the lockdown situation in India has caused extreme hardship especially for the most marginalized peoples. Thousands of people were left stranded with no option but to walk, in some cases, hundreds of miles to their homes. Our partners, such as Bobby and Lynette Gupta with HBI, are working with numerous churches in reaching out to those in extreme poverty. Your donations will go to provide churches with food and supplies in their outreach efforts. To partner with them, you can also donate to Village's Disaster Relief Fund. Your funds will not only provide food for those without, it will make it possible for unreached people to hear and experience the love of Jesus. And then locally, we want to thank you first of all for your donations of food for Meals on Wheels and the diapers for Washington County Emergency Services. Um, we delivered those diapers to emergency services this week and those are going to be going out to numerous uh, nonprofit organizations throughout the county uh, working with families who are at risk who are either they may be homeless or um, have lost their incomes. So those are going to make a big difference in the lives of families. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but we have raised over 9,000 diapers, so that's a lot of happy bottoms. <laughs> um, we also have a new opportunity that um, we're excited about starting this week, and that is we are partnering with the city of Beaverton in providing our gym to be used as a commodity point of distribution for supplies that will go to help uh, keep organizations like Meals and Wheels and like these other organizations in stock with necessary supplies. The city is concerned that as the unemployment continues and the shutdown continues, the organizations that are providing help for families are going to find it more and more difficult to keep items in stock. So we have partnered with them to make our gym available and there are two ways that villagers are going to be able to help with that. So how this is going to work is that the city is advertising citywide 
for people to bring donations to Village Church. And as people arrive at Village, there'll be signs to direct them to the south entrance of the gym where they will be dropping off the food items. Now these items are going to be received, organized, and prepared for distribution by city personnel along with Village volunteers. And so that is another opportunity that we have uh, for Village to be involved. People will be dropping off non-perishable food items, the diapers, they're asking for face masks, and we will make a list of, of other items available this week. But for now, those things are ones that we can concentrate on. And people will be dropping off supplies uh, Monday through Friday from 8.30 to 4. And we have half day and full day shifts that we're asking villagers to um, consider volunteering for. So if you are able-bodied, and uh, you would like to be involved in this ministry, you can just uh, send us an email at info at villagebeaverton.com um, along with, with this opportunities and our, our global outreach um, uh, opportunities. We also, of course, have the Grace Fund. As you know that in these past weeks, 300,000 Oregonians have filed for unemployment. And many of those people are, are some of our villagers, and they're facing extreme financial hardships. Um, it's difficult to pay rent, it's difficult to pay utilities, some of them are in need of food. And so all the monies that are donated to our Grace Fund during this time are going to go to village families um, that are in need. Uh, Village, once again, thank you for all that you're doing. Uh, you're having a, a significant impact on many people's lives. Uh, continue to pray for all of these different opportunities as, uh, as the weeks go by. God bless you. Hi. Hello. Hi. I'm David. I'm Esther. I'm Elijah. She's Elizabeth. Yeah. Thanks so much for giving us a chance for this great others. So, yeah, we are, our family joined the Village Church around 12 years. I and Esther singing at Village Choir is 10 years. I played piano for now six years. Yeah, and thanks so much for all doctors and nurses and hospital workers in this love season. And uh, we thank so much for your sacrifice through to your work. Yeah, and Jesus says, uh, I'm not leave you as like an orphan. I will be with you forever. Please stand firm with God's grace and love and mercy. And please greet one another and pray for other, each other uh, with the heart of Christ. And Stay safe. Stay and safe. Stay inside. Be healthy. Uh, don't go outside six feet apart from other people. <laughs> I think that's called social distancing. Yes, so. uh, put your on the mask on on it. <laughs> if you have one, if you have one. Yes. Okay. Please stay healthy and safe. Say bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Alex, and this is my wife, Kate. We've been attending Village for about two and a half years now. We hope everybody is staying safe and healthy during these crazy times. Um, I know I'm really missing my opportunity to spend the time with the kiddos um, in the Village Preschool, all their quirkiness. 
And I know I'm especially missing my routine trips to the barber, keeping my hair well groomed. Now we miss you all. We love you guys. We hope to be seeing you soon. Good morning, Village family. We are the Moxleys. I'm Sherry. I'm David. I'm Joanna. And I'm Michelle. And we miss you every Sunday. We especially miss seeing our choir family, but we are extremely grateful for Zoom, which allowed us to gather to pray and sing together this last Wednesday. When all of this began, our family was a little bit scattered. Michelle was in school in Germany and Joanna was in school in Pennsylvania. And so now we are very thankful and grateful that we are together as a family, having opportunities to do things together. We watch some old DVDs, do some baking, and we get out and take some family walks. This week, as we're all hopefully getting out more than we used to, we wanted to encourage you to not let social distancing stop you from spreading joy even from six feet away. A smile can go a long way and can make a difference in somebody else's day, so we challenge you to smile at those you encounter outside. We look forward to seeing you when we're able to gather again. And until then, we hope you're all safe and have a joy-filled week. Bye! Hi Village, greetings from the Castaneda family. Uh, we are here in our balcony in Beirut, Lebanon. And thank you for the invitation to share about how life is here in Lebanon. Despite being in lockdown since the middle of uh, March and uh, looking to be like this at least until the middle of May, May 10 is the new day that is floating around, uh, maybe even possibly further, life continues here. Not only the corona crisis has impacted Lebanon, but uh, since the last fall, you know that there has been this revolution and uh, uh, time for Lebanese people to want to bring a change and that has impacted the country as well. The economy is doing very poorly and with the with this lockdown because of the corona crisis, the crisis now is even worse. But in the middle of, of all that, we see God at work. God is at work in our family here at home and God continues to work in the ministry with YFC uh, at the Mara Center and all the other programs and activities that we do. Like many other families uh, around the world, we are also doing online school. Uh, this helps us to have a schedule for our family. Uh, we still get a lot of homework. And we are trying, you know, now we are the teachers trying to help our kids and go through the different subjects. Also enjoying the time, the extra time that we get to have together and do some fun things, um, not only arts and craft, but also the kids to develop uh, more of their instruments. And uh, that has provided good and special times where we can just unite as a family, do our worship time together, and different devotionals. And that is something that we have seen a big benefit from this lockdown. Ministry in lockdown certainly is interesting as well and challenging. You know, as a YFC staff, we continue to meet weekly to encourage uh, staff through Zoom meetings. We continue to engage youth through different social media platforms. We use uh, Instagram, Facebook, we use WhatsApp, Zoom meetings and God is doing, still continue to do great things in the lives of youth. Youth that are watching different devotionals that we video. 
different posts uh, where we post challenges, but also encouraging words from the Bible, promises. Recently, I shared a newsletter from our family about a girl, which is a Syrian refugee that has been participating in the Manara Center for about a year and a half. She's from a Muslim background, and for many months, she has uh, not wanted to participate at all in any of our spiritual activities or have conversations about faith. But recently, we're now during the lockdown, uh, we got the very cool surprise that she engaged in one of the Zoom meetings with our youth workers uh, that was designed to do a Bible study. And there she was. And uh, we praise God because it took her and it took this lockdown for her to engage in this type of conversations. So God is at work and we praise God for that. Here are a few ways that you can pray for our family. Uh, please pray for our kids and their school year. Uh, they lost already a month of school last fall because of the revolution. So we don't know how the school year will end. So we are praying for that. Please pray also for um, summer plans. We were planning to go back to the States and uh, do some fundraising. So we are asking for God for guidance and just for His provision too. And pray for our work. We are still working and connecting not only with the youth but with the staff that connects with the youth. So pray that we can have the wisdom and the um, guidance of God through this time, how to work in th with this diff different situation and how to encourage uh, our locals here in Atlanta. Thank you for uh, engaging with our family and for your care for us. Blessings from this side of the world. Our Father in heaven, we come to you this morning to give you all the praise and honor. We thank you for your presence with us today. You are omnipresent and are with each one of us and love us wherever we worship you. We want to receive your peace that surpasses all understanding during these times of quarantine. Lord, we ask you that you keep COVID-19 from continuing to spread. Heal those patients through the care of doctors and nurses and protect the health workers from infection. Take away their fear, anxiety, and all other negative emotions. Our brothers and sisters at Village affected by COVID-19 who were laid off are struggling with financial difficulties. Lord, help us to support and love one another to aid us to overcome the hardships. Thanks so much for the villagers' generosity to the Grace Fund to support those who have been affected. We pray that as we work together with the city of Beaverton, that we would be able to finalize those plans smoothly as we extend his love to the shut-ins, people experiencing homelessness, and other vulnerable groups. I pray that you would give wisdom to the city officials as they seek to help the least of these. Even though we face the difficulties of COVID-19, we also know that there are so many people in this world who suffer a lot. 
I pray for the pastors and evangelists in Northwest India that village is working with, who suffer financial difficulties due to no more worship and offerings because of the lockdown. Lord, meet their needs and help them to continue to minister to the people. I also pray for the people at the refugee camps in Lebanon who lack food and other necessities. Lord, help them to know that you are God who loves and cares for them. As they meet Christian workers and experience God's love, help them to know who you are so that they may have eternal life. Thank you also for villagers' generosity in giving towards the Disaster Relief Fund in sharing God's love with them. We praise you, for you are worthy to be praised among all peoples on earth. We thank you. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to be reading Psalms 119, verses 169 through 176. May my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. May my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your promise. May my lips overflow with praise, for you teach me your decrees. May my tongue sing of your word, for all your commands are righteous. May your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord and your law is my delight. Let me live that I may praise you, and may your law sustain me. I have strayed like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I have not forgotten your commands. Hey Village, and to everyone that's tuning in from a distance, it's good to be with you again this week. Uh, we are finishing up our series on Psalms, so we're excited to look at Psalm 119. Uh, but before we do that, just a couple fun things. Uh, we were recently named by somebody the diaper capital village was of Washington County because of all the diapers that everyone's been bringing in. So thank you so much for your response that way and your generosity. Uh, our church in the gymnasium is also gonna be a distribution point for Washington County uh, as they give out goods, and so it's uh, it's an incredible opportunity just to see how we're engaging our community even in this season. Uh, I hope you're also getting to meet your neighbors the way Tamara and I and the girls are. Uh, it's been remarkable just being able to be outside and in the evenings uh, and to get to know people in a way that's, that's different and deeper than I think we may uh, ever have been able to. Um, so that's been a fun challenge to us and, and a joy in this season. Uh, and I would just encourage us all that as we're talking about the uncertainties, as we're talking about the fears, uh, that we would fight hard for our joy as well. That scripture says uh, that we're supposed to consider it pure joy when we endure trials of many kinds. And so uh, as we go through this together, may we continue to encourage one another and seek our joy in the Lord. Uh, but three quick things I would just uh, give to you that you might try this week. You can uh, hug a dog for 20 seconds, evidently, and, uh, and, and see a 50% increase in the, the chemicals in your brain, the happy chemicals. Uh, and I'm told that you have to look them in the eye and it can't be a cat. So uh, the first thing is hug a dog this week. Uh, the second thing is to go deeper into the scripture passage. Take some of this home, uh, reflect on it, open up your Bible with your family, 
uh, so that we're not just caught in the video space, but be able to, to maybe um, take and go a little bit deeper into this. Uh, and then as part of that, uh, we would love for you to, if you're watching in the watch party, uh, type in your favorite Bible verse, or if uh, you're watching afterwards or via YouTube, if you would send your favorite Bible verse to us at info at villagebeaverton.com, info at villagebeaverton.com. We wanna just collect everyone's favorite Bible verses. Uh, we just thought it would be fun to have our own internal list that way, uh, especially this week when we're talking about scripture and God's word uh, so much. But we're in Psalm 119 and it's a fitting way to end this series. It's the longest uh, chapter in the Bible. Uh, it's known for many things and so to uh, get us started, I thought I would have Ashlyn uh, read a couple fun facts for us. So I'm going to switch up with her and she's going to read a couple things about Psalm 119 uh, just to get us going. Did you know that one, Psalm 119 is the longest book in the whole Bible? Two, it takes about 15 minutes to read or recite the whole chapter. 15 minutes. Three, Psalms 119 is approximately the same length as the books James, Ruth, and Philippians. And it's just one chapter. Four, there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And Psalms 119 is divided into 22 stanzas because it's an acrostic poem. The verses of each stanza begin with the same letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Five. Psalms 119 may have been written as an acrostic poem so that it would be easier to memorize. Six. There's no six. Okay, seven. The name of God, Yahweh, Jehovah, appears 24 times in Psalms 119. And eight. Scripture is referenced in 171 of 176 verses. Taking it back to you, Dad. Ashlyn got to read hers outside on the deck, um, but thank you, Ashlyn. And if you don't know it, uh, we celebrate half birthdays at the Whitesma House, and Ashlyn just had her half birthday. She is 11 and a half. Um, but Psalm 119 is filled with a lot of things. There are a lot of Famous people that memorized it, Charles Spurgeon, Blaise Pascal. Uh, it was even used um, by Benedictine monks back in the Middle Ages uh, when they were confirmed. Uh, it's, it's a storied uh, psalm, but I wanna just reiterate one thing that's the driving theme of this whole passage of scripture. And it's fitting that it's in some ways the center of our Bible. And it's just what Ashlyn had read, that there are uh, 171 of 176 verses in this psalm that reference scripture in some kind of way or God's words in some kind of way. I wanna show you real quick what this looks like. Uh, here's a couple slides that, uh, that give you a visual representation of how uh, all of these words referencing, referencing scripture show up in Psalm 119. So here's the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, Aleph, and then we see in yellow, a law, statutes, his ways, his precepts, your decrees, God, your commands, righteous laws and decrees. A second stanza, uh, the Hebrew letter um, Beth out of the alphabet. And again, your word, your commands, your word, your decrees, your laws, your statutes. Uh, a third section, Gimel, 
Again, your word, law, commands, your laws, commands, and statutes. This is how it's expressed all throughout Psalm 119. There are actually eight Hebrew words uh, that contain all of this, and so I wanna walk you through those uh, one at a time just so that we can get the full flavor of what's going on in this psalm. But the first word is promise or word. It's dabar in Hebrew, and it's used 24 times. It means God's spoken or revealed word, scripture. The second word is saying, imra in Hebrew. This is used 19 times. This is another way to say word, anything that God has spoken, commanded, or promised. The third word is statutes, chukim, used 21 times, and these are the rules that God gave to his uh, people early in their history. It can be translated laws, or maybe the Mosaic law would be a part of this. The fourth word is judgments, mishpatim, used 23 times. A later word for statutes, and it can be translated as judgments, or rules, or rulings, or even justice. Uh, the fifth word is law, or Torah, and that's used 25 times. This means the first five books of the Bible, and later it included other books like Isaiah and Jeremiah. It is translated as law, or teaching, or even revelation. The sixth word is commands. Miswa, miswat, which is used 22 times. What someone with authority, God, tells you to do or orders you to do. The seventh word is precepts, pukadem, used 21 times. These give us help when we want to know what to do. This word is sometimes translated as guidelines or instructions in Psalm 119. And the eighth word is testimonies or udith, used 20, uh, 23 times. And these are the things that God tells us to do. Related to the word witness, keeping his testimonies, means being loyal to the covenant or promise that God has made for us. Um, these words taken together give us this beautiful flowering of, of what we mean when we say God's word. Just like God has many names that reveal different parts of his character, God's instruction uh, or words or precepts or desires for us that he has made known in creation, made known uh, through the prophets, they all reveal a part of his divine wisdom for how we're supposed to live. They give us this three-dimensional picture and we can wrap our full hearts around that. Uh, the Psalms are an art form that are about engaging our heart and, and coming fully into connection with God so that we can pray and move forward. So this rounded set of words invites us in, calls us in, and then gives us something to, to hook onto about how we're gonna live our life. So I wanna take two verses and just expound on them a little bit more and, and see what they can uh, share or, or teach us. And the first one is just Psalm 119, verse 116. And it simply says, uphold me according to your word that I might live. Uphold me according to your word that I might live. Um, this really helps us understand that the gospel is in Psalm 119 uh, as well. Uh, like I talked about earlier with the Benedictine monks, this is the verse that they would recite when they were making their commitment or their vows. And it was a way of, of expressing that they needed divine help in order to be able to live out the law or uphold the commandments. And so even in Psalm 119, we see that we were made for righteousness. We were called into a certain kind of life with God, uh, but that we're gonna be calling out for help, um, that he is gonna uphold us 
in this endeavor. This is ultimately fulfilled in Jesus who took so many of the, the Psalms upon him that he becomes our righteousness, uh, that we receive the helper because of him, and this enables us to walk forward uh, and trust, to live faithfully as followers of Jesus. Uh, the second verse is one of my favorite, and it's very uh, picturesque, and it's Psalm 119, 105. And it adds to the gospel hope um, of the, the previous verse, and it says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Uh, in fact, this was a hit 80s song with um, Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant. So I think we'll just play a few, a few bars of that song for you now and let you get the flavor of it, and then I'll be right back. Um, that's one, one take on this verse, but your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. I think maybe the best way I've ever heard this expressed was uh, the late theologian J.I. Packer. And J.I. Packer talked about uh, the Holy Spirit uh, giving us guidance like headlights on a car. Uh, when you start driving from uh, Portland and you're going to Cannon Beach, you can't see your destination. Uh, you can't see the finish line, the restaurant, the beach, uh, but you do have enough light if your headlights are on at night uh, to be able to see the road and navigate all the way there. Uh, all the twists and turns through the coastal mountains, uh, you can make it all the way to the destination by seeing just a little bit of the road in front of you, um, one bit at a time. And I think this is what Psalm 119 is expressing, that uh, in a world where we're asking a lot of questions of God, um, you might be asking, where is God in all of this? Um, what, what can God give me? Or we might even be saying the things we, we need from God. And there's a place for that prayer. Uh, certainly the Psalms are a place uh, where we express those kinds of prayers. Uh, but there's also something about the instructions that God has already given us, the precepts, the guidance that he has already provided, and that we receive and act on, that we walk in faithfulness, that we walk in integrity as we move forward. So God's word is a light, um, a lamp for our feet and a light on our path that the Holy Spirit speaks to and guides us a lot like headlights on a car that enable us to navigate and go forward. And so um, I think of uh, this quote by C.S. Lewis. Um, C.S. Lewis talking about the Psalms uh, says, that the most valuable thing the Psalms do for me is to express the same delight in God which made David dance. Um, the psalmist isn't telling us we have to love the Word of God. The psalmist is trying to draw us with our emotions into uh, the latent or the internal resonance that says we love hearing from God, we love knowing God, we love God's words, we, we love clarity, we love instruction, uh, we want to be with God and, and to find ourselves where, where He is at work. And it's that internal desire, this, this love of God 
as, as made manifest in the love of God's words that is showing up here in Psalm 119. Uh, it's this acrostic, like Ashland said, that goes all the way through the Hebrew alphabet. In some ways, uh, we're learning our alphabet as we're talking about the Word of God and as we're sinking deeply into this idea of following the guidance uh, that it provides and gives to us. Um, so there's a post up on my blog. Tamara wrote some, some thoughts on this this week. We've been praying a lot about how in this season, uh, some of our deeper commitments, some of our values, some of our habits um, might be renewed or be able to, to go deeper in different ways uh, than normal life afforded before. And so if you want to read a few more thoughts on just Devo times and what that can look like, uh, you can go see that uh, on the blog. But one last verse tying back to the theme in James about joy, and it's Psalm 119, verse 111. And it says, your statutes are my heritage forever. Your statutes are my heritage forever, and they are the joy of my heart. Um, we have a heritage, a rich heritage in the Word of God. Uh, the saints that have gone before us and that have spent time in Psalm 119, that, that we're called into this psalm as well, and that when we find ourselves in here, we find a joy, not just a joy that that we choose or because we have to, but a joy that comes from being with the Lord. And as it says in James, uh, because that joy and that testing produces a rich harvest. It produces endurance, it produces character, and ultimately it produces hope. And so whatever you're going through this week, uh, whether you're exhausted, uh, whether it's been incredibly difficult, whether it's the unknowing, uh, whether it's the childcare, whether it's the, the finances or the fear, or whether it's even just struggling to find joy in, in a normal that allows you the, the happiness or the optimism or the hope that you find that you want uh, to be feeling. Whatever those things are, uh, we have this rich heritage. Uh, we're called into the joy of our heart as we seek God in His Word. Um, may we this week, uh, as we trade our favorite Bible verses, as we reflect on Scripture, as we even see the precepts of God in creation, uh, may we know that God has, has communicated with us, that He is a God who is here, He is a God who talks, uh, He is a God who loves us. Um, village, uh, you are loved. Thank you for being with us this morning. God bless. Hi, Village friends. Today I get to send us out with a blessing. This prayer comes from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 through 21. I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Have a great week.